Record Talk Listen is sponsored by Frostburg Fiber Depot. Frostburg Fiber Depot is located at 9 West Main Street in Frostburg, Maryland. The shop features lovely American-made and select international yarns. And if you're new to knitting or you just want to expand your talents, they offer a wide variety of classes from beginner to expert. Make sure to stop in, sign up, and check out their website at frostburgfiberdepot.com. Hello, everyone. I hope you guys had a great uh, holiday. Um, Thanksgiving was last week. I I thoroughly enjoyed my four days off, um, but I decided I definitely needed to release this episode this week. And it's a very, it's chock full of really uh, awesome and really good information about sexual harassment in the workplace. And Betsy Herwitz-Schwab is back with us. Now, Betsy's been, this is her third appearance on the show. Um, And if you are curious to listen to her previous episodes, I highly suggest it. And you can find those on our website. And that is recordtalklisten.com. So um, if you don't know what sexual harassment is, if you don't know what a hostile work environment is, if you don't know what the protocol is, you don't know how to go about fixing an environment that you feel uncomfortable in, uh, this is a good place to start. Uh, Betsy offers some very good suggestions. We talk through a different scenarios. People sent us questions about this episode, um, and we very much appreciate that. But Betsy and I, as we were sitting here talking, trying to outline what we wanted to discuss, we realized that this topic is, uh, has lots of different facets, and we can't possibly cover absolutely everything in this one particular episode. So we are going to be seeking out um, professionals in different areas to come and speak about different things. So this is going to be an ongoing topic of conversation because um, this is going to be an ongoing change in society. So we need to start the dialogue. And I feel like that's the, that's the first step. And once we take this first step, it'll become a lot easier for us to kind of make changes and be respectful of everybody and, and move forward in a positive, positive way. So we had some great questions. Um, we posed them in our Facebook group, the people who listen. So if you would like to participate and be an active participant in conversations for upcoming podcasts, um, including a political podcasts with Johnny O, or um, just being in the know, I, we send out questions on Twitter and we're at, at RTL pod. If you want to follow us there, you'll be able to access it there. But also join our Facebook group. It's a safe space for when we are asking um, fans of the show and you, the listeners, if we want to hear directly from you, especially about things like this, if you have questions, that way we can hopefully answer them um, during the episodes. And that way it as a whole nother layer, a dynamic layer for us being able to create content that you're actively wanting to listen to and is helpful. Um, I would love to uh, extend my gratitude and thanks to the wonderful Facebook group called the lady pod squad. They sent us some amazing questions. Um, and some of them we answered some of them. Again, we realize we need to expand the topics and we will going to, we're going to be doing that in the future. If there is a topic or a kind of facet you want us to focus on, this is a great place to, to send us a message. If you want it to be a direct message, that's fine. Um, just, just let us know. And if you are not on social media and you still want to be a part of the conversation, send us an email and that's record talk, listen at gmail.com. 
You can also find uh, direct contact information and links on our website, and that's recordtalklisten.com. And if you're there, you should definitely check it out. There is a place for you to be a patron of the show. You can sponsor the show, like the wonderful people at Frostburg Fiber Depot. And, um, or you can donate to the show to help us sustain and, uh, and keep bringing you content of what we think is important and what um, people want to hear. So make sure to do that. So without further ado, here is the episode with Betsy Hurwitz-Schwab about sexual harassment in the workplace. Betsy, thanks for coming back to the podcast. My pleasure, Lynn. So we're going to talk about um, some stuff that's been in the headlines lately. Yeah, um, really in the headlines. Really in the headlines. It started, I think, um, the, the first domino, as we'll call it, was the Harvey Weinstein um, piece. Well, I think Expose. that was the most prominent piece. Yeah, I think so. And then from that, we've gotten a lot more, uh, a lot more dominoes falling, as as they'll say, or light, maybe more uh, exposure, light on certain subjects that people haven't talked about or knew about but never acknowledged. Well, and I think for whatever reason, um, it has shown a light on the situation and the occurrences, mm-hmm. and made it for some reason made it more acceptable to come out and talk about sexual harassment. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's been going on for a long time. Right. It's been accepted, but not acceptable. Mm-hmm. Um, and women have been told not to report. They've been disbelieved. They've been mm-hmm. um, shunned. Yeah. Um, and so it's been very difficult. And for whatever reason, the climate seems a little different different right now. And, and people are willing to come forward and hopefully willing to be believed by the general public. Right. I mean, I think that that was, is a big hurdle is that, you know, if it's one person, eh, you don't know. Right. But if there's like hundreds or thousands of people speaking out, then it becomes too loud to ignore. And I feel like we're at that point. Yes, definitely. Um, And something that you said, which makes sense, is it's always been known, but it's accepted, but not acceptable, is that everybody knows the phrase casting couch. Correct. You know, it was, I think that in the sense of the casting couch, Mm -hmm. I think it was kind of a, a known thing. You know, if you want, if you want this role, uh, you need to sleep with the director. Right. Um, and although it probably wasn't talked about in the open, so to speak, mm-hmm. it was the way things were. Right. Um, and, and you're right. It's not, it wasn't acceptable. It should not have happened. But it was the status quo, so to speak. Correct. Yeah. Um, but now that's changing. Hopefully. Hopefully. But, you know, I think we should mention this is not just for women. This is also for men, too, who are it, it's it's both genders. It's yes, not gender it specific. Um, and it, so it needs to be everybody needs to be aware. This affects everybody. So Correct. it should not be just a women's problem or a men's problem. It's an everybody problem. Yes. So in order to fix that or try to move forward in a more positive way, we need to kind of look at it from a broad perspective. Correct. Yes. So um, I guess we should start, and this is going to be something that you and I are going to continue to talk about um, for several over several episodes. So I feel like this is a, a good jumping off point. Is uh, there's so much here? It's, yeah. It will be difficult to cover everything in one podcast. Right. 
but I feel like this is a good start and it's going to be an evolving topic. It's going to be changing and moving. And I know people are going to want to know how uh, they can improve on behaviors across the board and um, creating safe spaces for people. And, um, and I think that we can hopefully offer some general knowledge about those things here. And yes, that would be a good way to start. Yeah. So we're going to talk about sexual harassment in the workplace. Um, because I think in, in many ways, sexual harassment in the workplace is a little more defined and there's a little more of a, um, a clear track on what you can do and what's accepted and not accepted. Right. So sexual harassment in the workplace, what is sexual harassment? That's such a broad term. It is a broad term and it covers many, many things. It's not just inappropriate touch. It can be creating a hostile workplace. Okay. Um, for instance, if you're working in pods and uh, someone on the other side of your cubicle wall uh, it continuously is telling dirty jokes mm-hmm. um, that makes you uncomfortable because you overhear them. Right. Or perhaps maybe they're on the phone with their loved one and they're, you know, having sex over the phone or something, but you can overhear it, Mm -hmm. that creates a hostile workplace because it makes you uncomfortable. Right. So that's creating a hostile work environment is not, that that involves no touch and involves just being uncomfortable. Yes. In in a, in a roundabout, in a a, conversations resulting in a sexual nature. Yes. But I mean, it can involve, um, some touch in terms of, you know, brushing past too closely Mm -hmm. Or somebody coming into your office and putting their hand on your shoulder when it's not really necessary. Right. Or coming around behind you at your desk and standing too close. Mm-hmm. Um, so so it's more, it, it's, it's a very, again, it's a very broad topic yeah. and a very broad range of things that can cause a hostile work environment. So if you are going to go, if you're thinking, okay, I can't, I really need to just kind of nip this in the bud because it's distracting me from my work and I don't feel comfortable here. So do I go, how do I go about, do I go to HR? I guess that's your company would differ. It would be your manager or, you know, your superior above you and, and, or HR. Yeah. And each company has, uh, should have their own written procedure on how to handle this. I think in general, it requires that you go to your um, your manager first. Mm-hmm. But of course, if your manager is the one who's making you uncomfortable, you have to have another avenue. Right. So HR. And um, as we've seen in some of the news stories, um, HR tends to work for the company. Yeah. Um, a good HR person will walk that fine line between the company and the employee right. and be able to distinguish what's appropriate and not and what needs to what needs to be taken where they need to take the side, if you will, of sure. the employee as opposed to the company. Right. And a sexual harassment complaint definitely needs to be taken in terms of the employee and their discomfort. Right. And sometimes it might just be a miscommunication where like somebody might not realize they're doing certain actions and it could be resolved readily, easily, you know, just very easily. Right. Um, other instances, the person might be very defensive because maybe they do know that this is not appropriate behavior and then you get into a little bit of conflict. So when somebody is being 
investigated for sexual harassment or a hostile work environment, I mean, they're obviously aware that that's happening, the person that's being investigated. Yes. So that in itself can kind of create an uncomfortable work environment. Exactly. Yes. So how do you handle, I mean, how do you handle that? Do you just keep a stiff upper lip and keep going to work and hope for the best? Well, I mean, if, if the person handling the investigation is doing it correctly, Mm -hmm. There shouldn't be that um, discomfort or the the uh, the accused should not be able to further harass the right. accuser. Okay. Um, it doesn't always work that way. Um, and the the individual in the company really should be take should be aware of what's happening mm-hmm. and should be able to make it so that the people who are working can continue to come to work while the investigation's going on perhaps not have any contact. Okay. Um, perhaps the individual who's the, the generally the female, but not always the mm-hmm. accuser right. um, or the victim, right. shall I say, mm-hmm. um, is not in a situation where they're alone with the individual who has perpetrated the abuse sure. or the ser- sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, it's very individualized, um, but it should not affect the day-to-day work right so and that's the thing I think a lot of women are concerned about is disrupting or causing disruption or raising attention and I think because they're worried that it's going to affect them personally and come back to affect them personally has nothing to do with them personally um so I think that that would be great if you if you didn't ha- if you yourself didn't have to move or maybe you just work different work schedules the the acute you know until they figure out what's going on or the other person takes a leave of absence until they figure out what's going on that would be the best. Um, One thing to remember is that generally, if it's happened to you, you're probably not the first or yeah. the last. Right. So there may be other people within the workplace who've experienced the same behavior. Mm-hmm. And if there's not necessarily a groundswell, but if there's more than one accuser um, and more than one person who says this has happened to me, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm feeling bad that I'm using the word accuser. I should mm-hmm. be using the word victim or, you know, person who's experienced the sexual harassment. Right. Um, so if there's more than one person who's experiencing the harassment, Probably others have experienced the harassment as well. Right. And whether the person who's experienced it can talk to others and get them to report Mm -hmm. or whether they're, um, you know, they say to the person who's investigating, I think you should talk to person X as well. Yeah. Um, Because, again, if it's happened once, it's probably happened before. Right. Exactly. And it just it just takes one person to have the the um fearlessness to kind of step up and and hold a boundary and say listen this is not appropriate for maybe other people to have the confidence to do that too so i feel like if you are um the victim in this then you should not feel victimized you should feel empowered to make sure that you are standing up for yourself and it's not your fault and that you know you need to you are there to do a job, essentially, and it's it's impeding you from doing a good job. Correct, and and it it's unfortunate that it takes um, that that the person who's the the on the receiving end of the harassment mm-hmm. 
generally feels like either it's their fault or they're, they've done something wrong or they're going to be penalized. Right. Um, you know, this whole thing in, with Uber and yeah. the, the, um, the engineer who came forward and wrote that long letter about mm-hmm. the sexual harassment that took place uh, in the Uber organization – that that preceded the Harvey Weinstein. It did. It, there's it a lot. Actually, be, there's a lot of that in tech in the tech industry. There's a huge amount in the tech yeah. industry. Um, yeah, and I think, it, but I think it's it's there because it's in the news and it's. It, but it's it's in every industry. I mean, let's not let's call a spade a spade here. Well, it's, it's everywhere. everywhere, not just it's everywhere. industry. It's yeah. everywhere. It's in every place. Yeah, um, and I think that, unfor- I, it would just be really nice. And you and I talked about this before. Um, it would just be really nice if you could just walk through life not having to worry about this. This is just like one other thing we've got to deal with. Right. And unfortunately, right. it is way more common than I think uh, the male population realizes. It's way more common, I think, than anybody, uh, than anybody yeah. realizes. And I think that our the way we teach our gender roles mm-hmm. – um, the way we have been in the past, hopefully we're moving away, away from, from that. that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, and again, we talked about this before. There are many things that say that teach women how to prevent rape. But yeah. why are we teaching women how to prevent rape rather than teaching men how to not be a rapist? Right. Um, so, you know, we're, again, it's, it's the back end as opposed to the front end. It's, Instead of prevention, we're teaching um, reaction. Right, right, and I, you know, it, it's it's just like another thing you got to do. You know, like you wake up in the morning, you have a cup of coffee, you go to, you have your breakfast, you go to work, you deal with, or on your way to work, you have to might you might have to deal with like stuff that you don't want to have to deal with. Right, and then you get right. to work, you're trying to just get through your day, and it you just might be constantly just bombarded or you know you know you get to a certain part of the day where you're gonna have to have that one interaction with that one person and you just have to be ready for it and 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 you stress about it all the time because it makes you so uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and and let's go back again and and make it clear that it's not just a male on female issue no it could be male on female male on male female on female female on male it's it cuts across across genders yeah absolutely and I think that, yeah, so anytime you feel uncomfortable in a situation, you yourself feel uncomfortable, you're having anxiety towards this, you need to do a gut check and say, why am I feeling like you have to take a couple of seconds back and just be like, why am I feeling this way? Try to figure out what is causing this right? and try to get to the, the root cause. And if you're, if you're feeling like this is something you want to eliminate the stressor from, then take steps to do that. And I think also uh, know that you're going, you need to be confident that you're going to have support. Yes. And I feel like that is the biggest thing people are afraid to jump because the net might not appear. That's correct. Especially in a workplace. And especially if you have a situation, as we discussed, of a, of a senior manager or Mm -hmm. a senior sales executive or somebody who's a, a big money earner for a corporation right. and the the victim of the harassment is a, a secretary right. um, or a, a junior sales executive. Sure. Um, it's a power differential. Yes, yes. Anywhere there's a power differential, I feel like that 
you automatically feel less than because that person has more experience or might be older or, you know, is a big earner and you're not at that level yet um, to and, make those claims. And that's one of the biggest things about um, sexual harassment and harassment in the workplace mm-hmm. is it tends to be a power differential. Right. Whether it's, you know, a senior vice president or a um, and a junior vice president or whatever, yeah. um, the power differential between the harasser and the harassed um, tends to cause the person who's ra- harassed to be concerned about whether they should report or yeah. do something about it. Mm-hmm. And you do need to do something about it because, as I said, it's not the first time. And if the person in the senior level is doing it to to the you as the junior person – They've probably done it to other people. Right. Are they doing it to customers? Are they doing it to clients? Are they doing it to people outside the organization? Yeah. And if so, that could lose other sources, sources of income, of income yeah. for the organization. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's the thing. It's a bigger picture situation. Yes. Um, so let's say worst case scenario, you go through HR. It doesn't go your way because it just doesn't go your way for various reasons. You know that you were a victim of uh, the harassment, do you leave? Do you go seek legal advice outside of the company? I mean, what do you, what would, what do you do? Well, I think you would probably need to seek legal advice outside of the company. It's going to cause, obviously cause difficulty if, you know, HR has said, well, you're not telling the truth and this didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And you maintain that it did happen. Um, Unfortunately, you may end up having to leave the organization yeah. because if you bring a legal charge against the corporation. Correct. Unfortunately, some companies say have something that you sign that mm-hmm. says you'll abide by what ha- what HR decides yeah. and you won't go any further or take it to an outside organization. Now, do you have to sign that before they do the investigation? You shouldn't have to. Okay. You shouldn't have to. And you should be wary of that. Mm-hmm. Um because it's kind of like um, a non-disclosure agreement. It is not. Yes, it is a non-disclosure. And if you sign that, your only recourse probably is going to be to leave the, the leave organization. The yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So those are things to look out. Those are some pitfalls to look out for. Yes. Um, and that's good to know. So if you have a complaint and they say, oh, that's nice. You want to file this complaint. You have to sign this paperwork that says that whatever we decide is final. Right. Right. Um, and you might lose your job at the end of it possible yeah so that's something to look for yes um so i feel that i mean this is and every every company has different guidelines and the way they deal with it their hr structure is different yes. and there are federal and state guidelines and i imagine they're different in every state um i think there are federal regulations but each state may have some uh, some of their, their own regulations some states may be more stringent in yeah. terms of their regulations than the federal guidelines mm-hmm. Um, and some may be less stringent. Well, they can't be less stringent than the federal guidelines, but some may have other things that they put on it. Um, so I think the best thing to do is if you're having a, if you're, if you're having an issue and you think you want to go to HR, look, uh, you know, look at your employee manual because that is, um, they have everything listed there. If you've got a problem, this is what you need to do. And they tell you exactly outline the steps of how you make a file, a complaint and the process meet with HR uh, see what they have, how it goes, the navigation through that system um, within your workplace, but also be, um, you know, always lo- looking up the uh, federal and state guidelines, you know, to make sure that they're f- everything is 
on par with right. what it needs right. to be so that you're not uh, shocked at the end result. Right. So, And we talked a little bit about the, the hostile work environment. Yeah. We didn't talk about, we, we need to talk too about the quid pro quo. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that is where a person who is, has power or mm-hmm. as a manager or as a senior person does something to um, a person who doesn't have the power mm-hmm. and requires them to do it in order to receive a raise, a good evaluation, sure. a promotion, whatever. That's that's even more serious. Absolutely. Um, because they are using their power to coerce the individual to do something that they would not normally do. Mm-hmm. And that's that's um, not – that just – I mean, that's a legal issue as well. Right. Um, and so that should be reported immediately. Yes. And and taken seriously. And that's yes. something to, like, if that happens, um, you, you need to write up exactly what happened. Yes. As soon as it happens and, and make an appointment with HR or get to HR right away or go to your senior uh, manager. And you made a very good point, Liz. You should write it mm-hmm. down. You should keep a log um, for your own benefit, mm-hmm. um, whether it's quid pro quo or whether it's a hostile work environment, right. you know, keep a log of what happens and detail it because you don't, everybody's memory isn't photographic. That's right. And so if you have a log that you've written down with dates and times mm-hmm. and what happened, you can easily refer to that and you can show a pattern of behavior. Yes. And I, yeah, that's, yeah, exactly right. I mean, if there is an incident, you need to write it up. Yes. Whether and in that case, that's across the board. Even if you were in a car accident, write it. Write down exactly what happened. Yeah. You know yeah. anything that is of importance, uh, where it involves you and something not so great happening, you need to write it down. You're right. Because it's it's um it's a very important thing to have. Yes. Um, and it helps you in the end if you are trying to prove patterns and not good patterns. Correct. Yeah. So, I mean, we got some got some really interesting questions, and I think like we covered a lot of them. Um, but if there's a specific question you would like answered, you can let us know so that we can incorporate that into either another episode, um, or we can uh, get back to you directly if it's a if it's a concern that needs to be answered right away. Or we can find another expert who can answer the question. Absolutely, yeah. So we'll get some maybe some legal experts in here and some things of that nature. Um, but I think this is a good jumping off point. It's starting a conversation. It's helping people think. Um, I know that a lot of people just aren't really sure how to move forward. And they're paralyzed by thinking they might say the wrong thing. And it's a lot to process. And I feel like we're exactly where we need to be. We're talking about it. Yes. And it's not, it's not confined to famous people. No, it happens to everybody. Almost. I mean, it happens to many, many people. I won't say everybody, but it happens to many, many people in many, many situations and not just famous people should get the attention. Exactly. Although it does get it into the uh, zeitgeist of the um, you know it does it does get people to write articles about it it does give it gives you a talking point to bring up in conversation and hopefully it will change the perception of sexual harassment and change the way we deal with sexual Mm -hmm. harassment yeah 
I hope so too. That's the big hope. Yes. Now, if you are experiencing sexual harassment outside of the workplace, that's a whole other gray area. It is. Um, it's a whole separate conversation. A whole separate conversation. So we'll get into that a little bit later. But if you are in a, experiencing a situation where you're in a group or an area where you don't feel comfortable, um, we are in the technology age. And I don't know if this is something, I mean, you can call somebody, talk to them on the phone, let them know that you're feeling uncomfortable, let them know where you are. And hopefully the, that you can kind of get yourself out of that situation. Or, you know, if you, again, are trying, you're going to go to a party, but you know, there might be somebody there that you don't really want to interact with because you've either had a bad experience or you think there's a potential to be a bad experience. Don't go. It's, yes. I mean, just if you're feeling anxious about something, it's usually for a reason and right. it's usually a valid reason. And I feel like a lot of people don't trust themselves enough to say, no, you're worthy of your own thoughts and you listen to yourself a little bit. Yes. And I know that that sounds really simple and really easy, <laughs> right? But, um, that's as far as making it safe, we can, we're going to do that a whole nother episode about like when you're out, how to, how to kind of navigate that. And how to not feel bad about yeah. pulling yourself out of a situation. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If that's, if, I mean, right. Not to beat yourself up about leaving something early or, you know, getting out of a bad situation. Right. Yeah. Well, Betsy, thank you so much. You're welcome, Lydia. This is a lot to take in. Um, but, you know, we're going to take little small bites of it um, with each episode. Yes. So. And hopefully someone will learn something and yeah. take action rather than sitting back and letting it happen. Yeah. And what's a good resource uh, for people that might have been victims that... Uh, you know, I think Google is pretty much has almost any information on it these days yeah. that you need. Um, you know, you can Google, what do I, what is sexual harassment? Mm -hmm. Have I experienced sexual harassment? Right. You know, I think any of those things would bring up things that would help you out. Yeah. And especially in your area. So there, there are people and groups and organizations that are helpful in those particular areas. Yes. Um, so you should seek them out if you need to. Right. Okay. Well, Betsy, thank you so much for coming. You're welcome, Lydia. And, My uh, pleasure. Yeah. We'll, we'll do this again soon. Okay, great. For more information on what you've heard on today's show, you can head over to our website, and that's recordtalklisten.com. And while you're there, you can check out all of our previous episodes and subscribe to the podcast. We're pretty much wherever you get your podcast. And uh, follow us on Twitter at RTLPod. Like us on Facebook, Record Talk Listen, and maybe join the people who listen if you're feeling fancy. It's a great group, like I said before, and uh, it's it's really wonderful. So that sounds like something you want to do. We highly suggest it. If you want to just get in contact with us the old-fashioned way, you can send us an email, and that's recordtalklisten at gmail.com. Now, if you want to sponsor the show, which we would love to have, we love sponsors, and it helps get your word out globally about your business. Um, we highly encourage that. We can make that dream come true for you. Just uh, shoot us an email and we'll make it happen. This has been another episode of Record Talk Listen, where I hit record, people talk, and hopefully you listen. Until next time, thank you so much.